Sports, Ben Bing Bong Borleton, Matthias Byron Wildman, side talking G's, of course. Uh, take two because uh, my computer stopped recording, so that's pretty chill. Uh, ben, you mentioned it on the IG Live before we hopped on. Uh, not exactly jam packed, but a healthy mix of sports going on. We had award ceremony before. Oh, deja vu all over again, man. I'm yeah. like, you're, you're sending me back to the loop. Right now. <laughs> it's almost like I was literally just saying this Whoa. less than a minute ago. Uh, MLB awards last night before we don't see the sport play again for about, I don't know, like probably till we're like both 30, six or seven take. months. Um, we got a lot of NFL going on last night. My Patriots, a lot of fun watching them beat up on the little brother Falcons. Uh, it's not even, it's not little brother. Like you can't come on. You can't little brother a team. That's not in your own like conference. Come on, dude. You like, play them like every two years. You smoke like them that. and then you have this just like hanging out over their head. Like I think little brother is reserved for like divisional opponents that like you continuously baby or like a team that like hypothetically you beat twice in the Super Bowl in four years. Like okay, that is see, that would be where little brother comes into play. See, I knew you were gonna bring that up. But yeah, obviously. Like, you can't. I mean, how long have we been doing the show together? Oh, obviously, I'm gonna bring it up. Well, what I was gonna say, the reason and like fair argument that the Patriots and Falcons maybe don't play enough to be like that big brother, little brother. Yeah. But they're just. How do you realize that there always just happens to be like everything the Falcons do somehow it always relates back to 28, three. Oh, well that's funny as hell. Yeah. And like, that that's why it's just like, that part's the, very valid like, in their heads, like rent free. Like last night I mean, they had the lunar clips the, like, the universes in their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Literally what the longest ever, uh, longest ever eclipse 283 like, minutes, 650 years early. Yeah. yeah. Like universes in the Falcons heads. Like, yes, it's pretty it's funny. Pretty funny. Uh, before we get into our, Did we say the exact same thing at the same time. Absolutely, that was adorable. Um, before we get into our uh, our legit or quit for the AFC, some hey, you other, like that? I do. I actually really like that. It's a lot better than uh, contenders or pretenders. Heard that one once or twice. Boom or bust. Uh, boom. Uh, before we get into our games for this week and boom. just overarching things for the NFL, uh, let's just talk about last night real quick. Patriots twenty five. <laughs> Falcons zero. I had a lot of fun watching this game because I'm, I'm sure a Patriots fan. And like, you know, you even posed the question, did you even have fun watching it? Answer is absolutely yes. Um, look, I mean, you anytime you see your team beat up on another team and when you're fifth straight, like it's fun. Understand. Did you have did you have fun watching it last night? I did only you even caught, watch. I only caught the second half. I was at work last night, but you know, I came home and I, I was just, you know, obviously I was like kind of keeping up with it. All things considered, there were a couple things going my way with last night's game. Uh, as a proud Cordero Patterson fantasy owner in two different leagues, I'm glad he wasn't active, honestly, because I was thinking about it and it was like, if he was active, I was gonna, you have to play him. Mm-hmm. He's been an RB1 all season long. Like, if he's playing, I've got to put him in my lineup. But you know what would have happened if they had like deemed him active, just like make the Pats think about it. Mm-hmm. He would have played like four snaps, gotten me yeah. no points, and I would have I mean- been very upset. I mean, the guy's got a high ankle sprain. Like, it's even miraculous that he's, like – He was practicing con- this week. Yeah, it, it, that's crazy. Like, high ankle sprains, like, ask Saquon Barkley, usually at least two to three weeks. Like, Well, high ankle sprains are only, like, four to six. Saquon makes it two least, to three because he's, like, a cyborg. Yeah, right. He's a cyborg and then comes back and gets hurt two weeks later. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Who drafted him? Uh, who traded? I Look – I, in my, fair, fair. I forgot you. I forgot you traded him away. In my defense, I had uh, Hollywood Brown, who was riding on my bench because I have deep receivers. Then, of course, Robert Woods gets hurt like the next week. So I traded yeah. Hollywood Brown, 
and Saquon for DeAndre Swift, who I'm a big believer in, and it's worked out well so far. So fair. You might still be in last place in the league, but yeah. Hey, but yeah. that was going to be in last place with Saquon and Hollywood anyway. So good point. I guess, I guess my one question for you as a as the resident Patriots fan of second floor sports. Mm-hmm. How so obviously last night it was the Patriots defense that was uh more or less carrying the team. And Mac Jones looked good, mm-hmm. but did he have a passing touchdown? Or was yeah, it he did. Okay. No, he, he yeah. had a passing touchdown on Nelson. A Aguilar. passing touchdown. Yeah. To Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. But then you wake up this morning and all of a sudden, you know, not just this morning, but after the last pads have won, what, five in a row now? Yep. All over Twitter, all over Instagram, you know, Bill Belichick found the next one. Bill, Bill found his next top. Yeah. Mm, I saw, I, I saw your, that. I saw I your, don't know about that. I saw your tweet and it's fun. It's like for you to even remotely like say anything like positive going Tom Brady's way was hilarious to see, but yeah, we got we got to pump the brakes a little bit. And like again, I only I only caught the second half, so they were already you know they had long since realized that they could you know play with their hand tied behind their back and stop the Falcons. Just the, just the one hand tied behind their back. They probably could have played with both hands tied behind their back the way the Falcons' offense so. looked. Yeah. Right now they're what ten weeks, nine weeks into the season. This is week eleven. I was wrong on both counts. Nice. Cool. <laughs> um, Things are going great for you, man. Hot start to the show. How confident are you and Mac Jones to, let's say, hypothetically, win you a playoff game right now? I am I am confident enough in his ability to read the field and what's around him for them to win a playoff game. Now, if you're asking me if Mac Jones has to throw for 350 yards and like three touchdowns, I'm a little less confident, but I don't know yeah. if that's I don't know if that's as much Mac Jones or if that's as much just having a rookie quarterback and having to rely on that. Because the truth of the matter is that Mac Jones, the last two, three weeks has looked a lot better. Um, and he has it's gone from being more conservative and not really letting him play out of just like a pretty conservative game plan um, and just relying on a good running game around you and having a good defense around you and just structuring it. Well, that's something we came into the season saying is that yeah. no rookie quarterback this season or since we can remember was going into such a good situation, right? Off the top of your head. I mean, when the, when the Ravens drafted Lamar, well, it's obviously uh-huh. not quite the same, but like they made, they made it clear that they were going to build. Yeah. They were actually going to like take the step to build their offense around Lamar Jackson. It wasn't just going to be like throw Lamar in a different system. And I was actually talking about this uh, with That's friend of the pod, fair. Jake Ness, you know, my, my current, uh-huh. one of my current roommates. Good friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod. Great friend of the pod. Actually. We were talking about how you know, I, I was making a half joke, half serious comment about how the giants need to like re recreate their offense. Like, and more re-emphasize Daniel Jones as a running threat because he is, you know, the best rushing quarterback in the NFL. The fastest uh, again, one, too. Half joking, half kind of serious. Uh-huh. Call it, call it two-thirds, one-third. But the Ravens, like, legitimately, like, catered their offense and redesigned their whole scheme to fit Lamar Jackson's talents. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite the same deal as what you're saying with Mac Jones, where, like, he came in and it's like everybody was saying, like, oh, my God, like, we really let Mac Jones fall to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, and it was like – because it's not like, oh my God, Mac Jones is going to be the best quarterback in this draft class. It's like, okay, Mac Jones is a very solid quarterback and reads the field really well and is really smart quarterback and, you know, fits this system really well. And holy shit, we let him fall to the Patriots. This is going to get ugly, right? 
like of course the, the downside is like what does mac jones does that what does mac jones do that's like elite like you know truly truly special i don't know if there's anything there I mean, look, he is, he is a really smart quarterback and is able to read the field really well and is, has shown the last couple of weeks that when giving the opportunities is able to push the ball down the field. We saw that last week. We saw that. Can he, uh, can he, take, the, can he take the top off the defense? Uh, yeah, he showed last week he can take the top off the defense. Um, but, you know, like, again, I'm fairly confident in Mac Jones and the coaching staff being able to draft the game plan around him. However, last night, the story, like you said, was the defense. Uh, I think had four sacks on Matt Ryan, picked him off twice. Um, funniest part about this whole game is then Josh Rosen comes in. I immediately text our group chat with the like the hands praying emoji. I'm like, <laughs> Jewish quarterback coming in, Josh wow. Rosen the dream. Hey, when Josh Rosen got drafted, we were both like, yo, this guy's gonna be yo, good. I, I wanted Josh Rosen on the Giants. I will <laughs> yeah. we could go, can I go will back. Love, I was a you can we go back to like the yeah. VIC radio archives, and I'm just on there just losing it about how much i love josh rosen i mean between josh rosen and sam darnold maybe uh we aren't the best quarterback evaluators i will say false we are but okay anyway uh josh rosen comes in on the third pass he throws i think uh gets picked off um pretty rough and like <laughs> very easily could have been a pick six well, that's one where I honestly i like stopped paying attention at that point i was like uh -huh. my, like we had the game on but i was like on my phone looking at yeah. something whatever and I just look up and I'm like, oh, Josh Rosen just came into the game and now the Patriots have the ball. It's been like five minutes since Josh Rosen entered the game. I wonder yeah. what happens. But, uh, but it got better. It got better after that. Oh, it then, got so much better. Then Felipe Franks came in <laughs> and on the first ball <laughs> he threw. Have you ever heard, had you oh ever heard of God. Felipe Franks? Yeah, he was in the AFL, wasn't he? XFL, I, I had a, never heard of Felipe Franks. AAF. AAF I also was. admittedly don't know if it's pronounced Felipe Franks. I'm pretty sure he was in the okay the AAF. What was it? The Alliance of American Football. Yeah, no. that's what it was. Well, this that was, was his first. I, I will say. I don't know. I don't know I if it gets a lot else. rougher than this. And I, I'm sure he's not the first quarterback to have done this. Um, but Felipe Franks, his first ever pass attempt is a pick six. That's got to be the only. Well. I don't know, I would say man. It's got to be the only one, but if it was truly the only guy to ever do that, it would have been like all over Twitter this morning. We would have heard it. Morning. Yeah. 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 Or we both just like missed it. I don't know. Yeah. Transitioning away from solely the Patriots, because I can't possibly talk about only the <laughs> Patriots for much longer. The AFC is a complete mess right now. Yeah. It is. I, I, coming into the season, you, me, basically any anyone with, you know, two pairs, two pairs of eyes two eyes a pair of eyes i meant to say okay looked at the afc and was like all right well patrick mahomes still plays for the kansas city chiefs they are still in the afc i'm gonna assume that it's the chiefs conference to lose that is a fair assumption to make yes patrick mahomes you know he sucks now he's bad all that stuff so the conference is wide open is it still i guess what i'm trying to get to is like the chiefs don't have the stranglehold on the conference that most people expect them to have you know, mm -hmm. at this point in the season, we're into week 11, which is news to me. It's kind of tough to look at this conference and pick a clear cut winner. I mean, we can go down the list here. If, you know, we can start with the Pats just because we've been talking about them. Mm -hmm. I look at them in two different lights. On one hand, they've won five straight. They're playing quality football. Mac Jones, mm -hmm. if not, you know, a world beater looks every bit the part of like a more than capable starting NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. 
But then you look at who they've beaten this year. Yeah. They beat the Jets twice. That's like, that counts as like half a win. Hey man, not according to the Titans, it doesn't. Fair. You beat the Jets twice. Bill Belichick beating the Jets. Okay, Bill Belichick beating the Jets <laughs> counts as like half a win. Hey, those uh, used to be tough games when Rex Ryan was there. Is Rex Ryan there anymore? He is not there anymore. Okay. And he has been shit-talking Robert Sala quite a I bit. I love it. <laughs> quite a bit. So you beat the Jets twice. You barely beat the Texans. Mm-hmm. You beat the Chargers, who were – Chargers have been kind of up and down. Well, That, that was the first game of them – Kind of going into a a little bit of a nosedive. No, that's the first game of the Chargers kind of going into. Okay, okay. So you beat an inconsistent Chargers team. You beat, you know, a Sam Darnold-led, Sam Darnold-led Carolina Panthers team, who we all knew would continue to, you know, build off their three and zero start because clearly Sam Darnold has turned into a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, You beat the Browns and beat the Browns doesn't even like begin to begin to fully explain what happened in that game. That was like classic. You go into New England and Bill Belichick, like, you know, sacrifices a newborn child to just, like, put a hex on the Cleveland franchise. I, am I wrong? No, you are wrong. Like, you can only use the, like, the unborn child for things you can't explain. Like, when it just started randomly, the- randomly downpouring when they were playing the Ravens. Because I know that's the situation you're talking about. That yes. is that is Bill okay, Belichick. But Bill Belichick has sacrificed multiple child. children. Like, let's be perfectly honest here. Okay, How do you think Brady stays. This young? this doesn't this doesn't count as him like sacrificing a newborn child. Like you can't. I don't know, man. The Browns losing by 38, 35, whatever it was. I mean that that is like okay. I'm not saying that the Patriots. Let's, let's, not, let's not get bogged down yeah. on the Browns point. What I'm trying to say is, and then you beat the Falcons last night. The Pats wins are not great. Like they haven't really had an impressive win, and then you look at who they lose, have they, bleh, who they've lost to, mm-hmm. lost to the Dolphins by one happens. It was week one. It was week one. It was week one. You lose to New Orleans, who's like at the very least capable and well coached and talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You lose to the Bucks, makes sense, and you lose to the Cowboys, who are either you know the favorites right. to come out of the NFC or up there. So the you know top down look is okay. You beat a bunch of bad teams and then lost to like good playoff caliber teams yeah well it's, I, I think i think the patriots are the perfect like they summarize what the afc is right like they're this team that like have shown some flashes where you know they beat the chargers who you're calling an inconsistent team but when they beat the chargers were a team that we were like okay they might be an afc contender right right they beat a Carolina team, which albeit had Sam Darnold, which last week just blew out the Cardinals, which again, didn't have Kyler, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. And the NFL has been like on one the last couple of yeah. weeks, to be fair. They destroyed a Cleveland team that fair enough, did not have Nick Chubb for that game has been missing Kareem hunt. But again, like again, you, you beat a Cleveland team who's not bad. Like they're a good team all in all. By 38, like, you have to make something but, about it. But that. what I'm saying is, like, I chalk that up to more Cleveland just having, like, an absolute nightmare of a game more so than I do, like, New England but, being – I mean, can you put – but can you not put any emphasis – can you not put oh, any no, credit I mean, going the other way? Like Absolutely. But, like, yeah. I'm saying it's not – it's it's more of an outlier than it, – it, to me, it strikes me as more of, like, an outlier type of game than mm-hmm. what is indicative of this New England Patriots offense. Do you expect the Pats offense to be putting up five touchdowns a game? I mean, I feel like – I will say I feel like you would be looking at this differently if this game was, like – 21 to seven, as opposed to if it was 45 well, to seven, right? Just because it's so far 
out okay, one 21, way. Okay, a 21-7, 21-3, like a beat down like that. And that's not like a, you know, it's a three-possession yeah. game. But a, a resounding win like that where it's like mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, a defensive masterpiece by Belichick. He's limiting the Browns. He's, you know, doing the classic Bill Belichick, take away your number one option, which so, is the running game for Cleveland. Yeah. So That would make more sense to me than – a Mac Jones led offense dropping 45 on frankly, a pretty solid defense. Okay. So at the, so at the bare minimum that you can look at, you know, giving up seven points to Cleveland and the fact that since they gave up those first seven to Cleveland, like they scored 45, 45 unanswered against them. And then 25 unanswered against Atlanta. Like this hey, is Atlanta a, sucks, but this is a bare minimum, a team that has a solid defense that can produce for them. I can get big stops like we've seen against you know potent offenses like the chargers and like cleveland to a degree in that game uh, they held tampa bay dallas scored 35 against them in overtime which honestly is kind of a win considering how good dallas is yeah the cowboys offense is legit yeah. but I, I was just looking at, at the pats schedule this year mm-hmm. they've this past or the browns game was the only time they've scored over 30 this season the browns game yeah they scored 29 against the Cowboys. Uh-huh. I said over 30 for a reason. No, no, hey, no. You're, you're so, fine. Oh, they okay, they put up 54 on the Jets. I apologize. Yeah, yeah they, they they beat them. Wow, they combined. put up 54 on the Jets. They they've beaten them by a combined oh, 60 points. 64 Jesus. 60 points in two times. That is uh, ugly. Real quick, just to before we move on to another team. Um for the Patriots coming up is where we're gonna find out, you know, what this team really is. I mean, this is a team that very easily can sneak in on the on the backside of I, a of a well, wild card, a sneak in. they're going to win the division. Just well, like you know, the oh, fact that the rest of the well, they're not going to win the division. I forgot uh, about the Bills, but hey, I mean, Bills hey. lose, Bills lose this week, and the Patriots are first in the AFC East. Just saying, Jesus. Um, Patriots schedule coming up at home against Tennessee, at Buffalo, a bye, which is very well timed. I will say, um, yeah. at the Colts, at home against Buffalo, Jacksonville, Miami. Oh my God, you guys finish with Jacksonville and Miami. I mean. Okay, you want to talk about the Bills finishing with Atlanta and the Jets? All right, fair. <laughs> um, looking at the wild card, I mean, the Patriots and the Steelers right now are tied for first. The Patriots have the tiebreaker. Uh, the I'll Chargers, the, the Steelers, hundred percent. Thinking twice about it. Chargers are a half game back, uh, and then the Raiders and Bengals are a half game back as well, but they're out of the wild card obviously right now. And then the Colts, the Browns, and Denver. Those are all teams that you're like, okay, they could. Probably not Denver as much, but the way the Colts yeah, are playing know. and what Cleveland has, you can you can see them kind of, you know, going on a run and getting in, right? Yeah, and, and the weird thing with the Browns still is, like, they're still the very talented roster that yeah. we were all talking about preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe now they've got gotten rid of Odell, they've, you know, they've solved the curse. Yeah, I mean. That's a whole different issue. That's I mean, that, we're going to talk about. That but, is not what happened this past week. Um, I mean, the Browns played Detroit this week. Even without Nick Chubb, they should win. They're right back at six and five if they win. And again, like because it's such a log jam, all those those three teams are a game back. Like, you know, like it very so easily. So to to put a ball on the pats here, legit or quit? Uh, are we talking Super Bowl contenders? Win a win a playoff game. Legit, hundred percent legit. Then Super Bowl contender. I, I honestly, I don't mind that. Like I I'll take, I'll take this coaching staff and the way that they can build a game plan over anyone else in the league. Fair. Right, we'll, we'll run through the rest of the AFC real quick uh-huh. Throw the bills on here. Just cause they're, they're not, they don't have the stranglehold on the conference that it looked like they might've had there for a little bit. Yeah. 
I don't think there's really much to say here. Josh Allen's the odds on MVP favorite for a reason. They actually have a running game now. Their defense is one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL right now by a number of different metrics. Quit. <laughs> actually? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm so confused. I was, I was like, it's like uh... <laughs> yeah, here's why the Bills are the best team in the NFL, but I'm not buying it. But no, the Bills actually, are... I'm out. That's some real like Shannon Sharp shit right there. Like... Yeah. The Bills, I'm not worried about. Uh, the Chiefs, it's just, it's so hard to like properly evaluate how much of a, how big are the Chiefs' issues when they do still have Patrick Mahomes? They figured it out this past week, put up. 38 i want to say Wait, are we talking about the bills or the chiefs right now chiefs i just i ran right through the, the bills are oh okay i'm not worried about the bills is what i'm saying you're not okay so you're not can i get a point in on the bills at least I, i'll allow it okay um kind of went through the schedule real quick um we'll talk about this again when we talk about uh who we think is going to win mvp but the bills down the stretch they have the colts this week new orleans new england tampa bay carolina new england again atlanta and the jets like there's no re there outside of the Tampa Bay game. Like they should win every single one of those games. And if they win every one of those games and then lose to Tampa Bay, we're right back where we started before the season. And we're like, okay, this is like one a one B with the chiefs. And if the chiefs don't look good, then they're probably the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah. It's just, they've had some weird losses. Like they had the Pittsburgh loss in week one, which we've kind of agreed to throw out anything that happens in week one. Also, ever. Week week one compared to week 11 at this point, where like teams have established an identity and figured yeah. out different things. Like, I mean, they not worried about that. They're a Josh Allen slip away from beating the Titans. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I forgive them for losing to Jacksonville because Josh Allen got smoked by Josh Allen. So like, which is just good. That's hilarious. Content. Love it. Uh, but go ahead with the chiefs. And for me, what I keep coming back to with the Chiefs is, like, if they make the playoffs, which is a bizarre proposition to, like, speak out loud, if the Kansas City Chiefs make the playoffs, they still have Patrick Mahomes, and I'm still riding with them almost no matter what. Yeah, I- I'm good. <laughs> I-, I-, I We never hopped off, and uh, I'm not thinking about it now. It looks I like mean, they've gotten right, too. So the, the crazy thing is, like, you look at the AFC West, the Chiefs are in first place in the division right now at six and four. Mm-hmm. You know, the Broncos all the way in, in fourth place, last place in the AFC West are uh, five and five. Yeah, it's a mess. This division's a complete disaster. And we thought, coming in, we thought it was going to be, like, we thought it was going to be the Browns and the Ravens fighting at the top of the division. Then the Steelers conference or the division top of the division. Like just, just, just the AFC North now. Yeah. Just talk about the AFC North real quick. We thought they were going to be fighting at the top of the division. I I mean, to be honest, we thought they'd be probably near the top of the conference as well. Um, People thought about the Browns as a possible number one seed for good reason. Um, And then we were like, okay, the Steelers are probably going to be bad, but it's Mike Tomlin. He doesn't lose games. Uh, He's never, I don't think he's ever had a season under 500. Um, Like, they'll be fine. And then the Bengals will win three or four games. And it's just a fucking mess right now. It's the same deal as the AFC West. The Ravens are six and three atop the division. See, those are five, three and one. Cause they <laughs> tied with Detroit. Wait, wait. You, you just said it's like the AFC West and then started talking about all the AFC North teams. Yeah. The AFC North is like the AFC West. Oh, okay. Okay. You were like, you were like, it's like the AFC West, the Ravens are. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I stand by what I said. It's my trip. Right AFC. North is similar to the AFC West, and that yeah. is a very close no, fair. fair enough. Hey. With one team that you think should be the prohibitive favorite, but then the other three teams you can't really count out. I mean, the Browns yeah. have 
are the Browns are currently in last. They're five and five, but they've wildly underperformed. If you just bank on a little bit of like the Browns kind of not being so inconsistent the rest of the season, the Browns are looking at finishing second in the division. No, nobody's separated by more than two games. Yeah. Um, let's just go through a couple other teams we have. Uh, Ravens and Titans. You worried about either of them? I think we both probably think they're Super Bowl contenders, right? The Titans, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's the number, number one seed in the AFC right there's now. The number one seed in the AFC right now. I'm not that, that means anything. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm skeptical as to how much, as to how the Titans can keep this up with how how long can the Titans keep this up without Derrick Henry? Well, did you see the reports? Might Which be reports? coming back. Might be coming back in January. Well, that doesn't really help me in fantasy purposes, but whatever. I'm not bitter. It's fine. It's fine. I got Michael Carter now. Uh, the, the funny thing about the Titans is like when they did have Derrick Henry, get the fuck out of here. When they did have <laughs> Derrick Henry, you got something to say? No, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just laying on the futon in your head right now. When they did have Derrick Henry, you look great on the futon. I might add. Okay. You knew what you were going to get. Uh-huh. You were getting 30 carries out of Derrick Henry, and he was probably going to run for like 150 yards, two or three touchdowns, and you couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. So now they've, you know, we talked again, we're here, we are talking about the Todd Downing, the Titans' new offensive coordinator, like not having to reinvent the wheel with the Titans' mm-hmm. offense after Arthur Smith left. Now you kind of got to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You got to figure out a way because, like, the Titans' O line is good, not great. It was really good a couple of years ago, but the past couple of years, it is not as dominant as it once was, but mm-hmm. they had Derrick Henry, so it kind of didn't matter. Now with, you know, Deontay Foreman and AP and Jamie, Jeremy McNichols, Jeremy McNichols. That's I think it it's, is. I think it's Jeremy McNichols, but I'm going to go with McNichols anyway. So McNichols. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden you've got to kind of like scheme up a running game. Whereas previously all you have to do is put the ball in Derrick Henry's gut and be like, go, go run over a bunch of grown men, yeah. like 25, 30 times. But here they are the top seed in the AFC having lost Derrick Henry for three weeks now. So like, it's working, but yeah. I'm I'm skeptical that teams will start to figure it out a lot more. You know, it takes a couple of weeks sometimes mm-hmm. to, for other defenses to adapt to a change like this, where like their entire offensive identity yeah. now has switched. And so teams, as teams compile more film, we're like, okay, like here's the schemes they're running. Here's what they're doing. Elliot says think- McNichols sounds like a fat third grader, and I've never heard a more true statement in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. Um, Point being, I'm skeptical, but I think the Titans are still good enough that they'll. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but like yeah. I don't think they finish as the one seed. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, you make a fair point about defenses having to take some time to adjust to now literally not. And it sounds silly because it's like defenses are like, oh shit, we don't have to stop Derrick Henry. Bet, um, but which like, is a win for you know 29 yeah. other teams in the NFL. But considering that everything in the Titans offense branches off of their run game, then it's like, oh shit, what not not only are the Titans saying, oh shit, what are we gonna do? But the defenses are like are saying, oh shit, what are they gonna do? It makes them unpredictable. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it, it means you have to like yeah. think rethink how you're gonna defend the Titans. You gotta get creative with what you're gonna call and you can't just hand it off to Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, I mean, they should have lost to the Saints this past week. They had an intersection, the interception well, pulled back. Like they barely squeaked by. And like you said. It's working and it's fine now, but Derrick Henry coming back or not coming back and what he comes back as is really what's going to determine this answer for me too. Because if Derrick Henry doesn't come back, like they're not a Super Bowl contender. If he's going to come back at like 
50 percent well, I mean, that's that's where it becomes like a, a difficult question for the titans medical staff is like uh-huh. obviously derrick henry was a freak Mm-hmm. But for a, a, a back like Derrick Henry, who is so physical and such a violent runner, like, do you risk bringing him back at 50%, 60% for like maybe one playoff game? And, and I was reading some like, you know, medical explanation about this injury that it, it is it's like a Liz Frank. Difficult. It's a Liz Frank injury. Right? I don't think it's a Liz Frank. It's a Jones fracture. I oh, it's a Jones one. This is what, uh, this is what KD had. KD had earlier. Oh, was it? It's the, uh, it's the fourth metatarsal. For our, uh, I, think, for our... I think we got a doctor in the chat right now. So if you yeah. want to, if you want to chime in here, I'm pretty sure it's the fourth metatarsal, the big metatarsal guy. Oh, my mom broke her fifth. So, <laughs> well, funny, funny story. Like recently? No, no, no. This was, this was like 10, 15 years ago oh, at this okay. point. But so just quick side Wait, note about Matisse's mom's fifth metatarsal. <laughs> quick side note. My mom used to be a physical therapist. Um, so she like, she like fell on the stairs and like, and like, messed up her foot literally broke her foot and she was like like self-evaluating she was just sitting there she's like ah shit she's like touching like ah shit and she dead ass goes oh i think i just broke my fourth metatarsal and we were just like bro what like (laughs) (laughs) she's like ah shit my fourth metatarsal (laughs) oh my god i'm just picturing you and nika like in the living room like (laughs) you'd be like Bro, what are you saying right now? I was picturing like an eight-year-old who's been looking at his mom being like, bro, what? Bro, can we take you to the hospital? Like, what's the deal? Like, oh my oh, god. Uh, uh any any last points on the uh Titans here? Like it, nah. feed, right. feed AJ Brown. Just feed AJ Brown. Sounds good. Uh, real quick. Um, MVP. Kind of both think it's Josh Allen's to lose. Everyone's kind of shit the bed recently, except for I mean, Dak hasn't, but he missed a game. Um Josh he missed Allen. the game, and it's it's almost like the Titans or the Titans, the Cowboys. The thing that hurts Dak's MVP chances, at least in my opinion, is that offense is so loaded. Yeah. Like, yes, it's certainly possible that if the Cowboys continue to put up like 35, 40 a week, Dak could very well win MVP. But just the fact that he's got a great O line, he's got Zeke, he's got Amari, he's got CD, Michael Gallup yeah, going off yeah. now. Dalton Schultz was you know doing well for a couple of weeks there, but like he's still a, a quality tight end. Mm-hmm. It's almost too many weapons to like let it be Dak as the MVP. That's fair. If the Bills keep torching people and finish as the number one seed in the AFC, I don't see how Josh Allen loses it. I mean, you look at you look at the Vegas odds. They're pretty. It's, it's interesting how much of a gap there is. So you got Josh Allen at plus two ten. He's the favorite right now. Brady's all the way back at three seventy five. And then yeah, Brady Dak, Brady's really shit the bed the last couple of weeks in terms of. I was surprised race. to see Brady. I mean, these yeah, this me article too. Is from. Tuesday, so it may, you know, yeah. maybe no, this, maybe but, that, but that's, this no, but exactly. that's this week. No, that's this week. It's after week. the games. Yeah, Brady's at three seventy-five, but then Brady to Dak, Dak's at plus seven fifty. I mean, and Stafford's like, right behind him at plus eight hundred. That, that's kind of surprising, honestly. Well, like, but I'm just like, if you if you're looking for like a value pick, I like Dak a lot more than I like Stafford right now. Yeah, I'm well, bring I, up the Cowboys schedule real quick because we 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 talked about we talked about what the Bills have. Um, and like the, the, they have a couple of challenging defenses there that they have to face. Like the Colts aren't terrible. New Orleans has a really good defense. New England twice is no cakewalk. Tampa Bay probably won't make it super easy. Carolina has been good against the pass. And then the best thing for him is the fact that he finishes with Atlanta and the Jets. Which yeah, I don't, has a chance to you know, yeah. end on a high note, let's say. So this is, this is who, uh, who Dak's going to face till the season's over. Got the Chiefs. 
Defense has been turning things around, but is still very susceptible. Absolutely. Uh, That's going to be an absolute shootout. Though. Yeah. Like the, good for Dak's MVP odds. Yeah. Raiders just got torched by the Chiefs. Saints. Also probably another shootout. Yeah. Saints, good defense. Uh, Washington football team that's underwhelmed and now has no chase young rest in peace. Um, giants, uh, red hogs again, Cardinals, and then the Eagles, like a lot of chance for Dak to put up some points. Value is there for Dak. Uh, and real quick, uh, coach of the year. Um, I'll read just real quick. The top five in terms of odds, Mike Rabel plus 400 cliff Kingsbury plus 750 Mike McCarthy plus 800. Uh, Sean McVay plus a thousand tied with Brandon Staley. Um, and then Bill Belichick at plus uh, plus 1200. A couple notable, noticeable ones after that. Uh, Matt Lefleur at plus 1400 uh, and Zach Taylor at plus 1600. I just think of like the, the guy from dodgeball. Yeah. Lefleur. Yeah. Lefleur. Uh, anything stand out to you on there? I mean, Again, thinking from like a value perspective here, Belichick at plus 1,200, if the Pats, mm-hmm. you know, go out and win like seven, eight, nine in a row. Yeah. You get Belichick at plus 1,200 now, that would be interesting. I think Kingsbury would kind of be my pick right now mm-hmm. uh, just for the way that he's handled Kyler and D-Hop being hurt and missing games and the Cardinals are still doing pretty damn well. You know, they took the loss last week or mm-hmm. last week, two weeks ago. Last week. They got smoked by the Panthers. You're going to lose a game here and there. I think Kingsbury is a good pick. Although, but again, if, you know, the Titans continue to ball without Derrick Henry, then if Mike Rabel is already the odds on favorite, how is that going to change? Yeah. Uh, If you want some real, like, you want some real, like, low, like throw a couple bucks on it and big payout potentially, Sean Payton at plus 2,500. I don't know if the Saints necessarily pick up enough wins for Sean Payton to be in the running. But the fact that they're like, in playoff contention and are like not a bad team and have had to work with uh, Jameis Winston. Like it, it's gotten to a point where the saints are like, we miss Jameis Winston, right? Like that's not, that's yeah. really impressive on Sean Payton. And this is a conversation for another week. Um, but you know, we talked about what the, what like the, the discourse was around Brady and Belichick after Brady left and Brady won a super bowl and what it was going to be with drew Brees and Sean Payton. And like, um, it's too early to say like Drew Brees is fine without uh, Sean Payton's fine well, without I, Drew Brees. I was say, Drew Brees is Drew Brees is doing great now. Yeah, he's fine. Hairline fixed. He's it's doing got, really hairline well. looks great. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, Sean Payton's kind of doing fine without Drew Brees. Like, I don't want to say that I mean, too the, loud, the but like in a playoff spot right now, they're in the and like it works with Trevor Simeon and Jameis Winston. Like, <laughs> tip of the cap, man. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember that Drew Brees' his last couple of years was not uh, not exactly an MVP candidate. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they were still didn't good. have the arm strength anymore. You know, they would literally bring in like Simeon or they bring in Taysom Hill for like you know like deep balls at the end of the half because mm-hmm. Drew Brees just didn't have the arm strength to get the ball down there anymore. But give Sean Payton a lot of credit. Like this yeah. team has continued to compete. You still got Alvin Kamara, brought Mark Ingram back. Like they're making it happen. I I, I see what you're saying with Sean Payton. I just think there are too many yeah too many other like very feasible options ahead of Sean Payton. It's almost like that's why he's plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, no. And I mean, again, like we kind of devalue wins for basically everything else besides coach of the year. Like it kind of is the metric. Yeah. Um, it's a really exciting uh, week 11 slate. We got a lot to get to in basketball too. So we'll run through it real quick. We'll just go through each game, 
talk about something that's interesting. Uh, we'll start with a one o'clock slate. Colts at five and five, Bills at six and three, minus seven for Buffalo. That's kind of an interesting spread for one. Like, I think this Colts team has been playing really well lately. Jonathan Taylor has been a fucking animal the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Um, and it's kind of wild. It speaks to how nuts Derrick Henry was going the first, you know, six, seven weeks of the season before he got hurt. Uh, Jonathan Taylor just caught him in rushing yards two weeks after Derrick Henry played like only the first quarter of a game. Derrick Henry is still just first on like third down conversions and like first down runs. Essentially it took three weeks for someone to catch Derrick Henry after Derrick Henry did not play for three weeks. Bills at home, given the way they're playing, I like the Bills to win here, but it might be like a field goal type of game. I would probably pick the Bills to win and the Colts to cover. Um, I mean, the Colts O-line, they finally got healthy the last couple of weeks and that's really what's helped. I mean, we talk about Jonathan Taylor being a beast. But the O-line is the strength of the team. Um, and not only do they create lanes for Jonathan Taylor, but like Carson Wentz has been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks because Jonathan Taylor takes up the load and like they are a- actually able to <laughs> protect him. Um, uh, <laughs> next Woo! game, next game, Houston at one and eight, uh, Tennessee at eight and two minus 10 for the Titans. You got anything here? I'm taking the Titans minus 10. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Washington at three and six, Carolina at five and five Panthers, three and a half point favorites is the return of cam against return uh, of cam. Ron, I, I Rivera. Love, from a, just a personal note, glad that cam's back in Carolina. Like love the just rip it off. I'm back. Like that's awesome, dude. Bro, like, like in my opinion, some of the NFL social media is like very, very cheesy with like some of the stuff they try to hype up mm-hmm. cam coming back to Carolina after all that he's been through like that. That that gets me right in the feels yeah. a little bit. Like, you know, I I love Cam nice. from like a fan perspective when he was winning yeah. his MVP award, taking the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Like, no one more electric. Like, exactly. And it, it's just cool that he's like back in care. Like, literally, I just remember seeing him in like. No, he'll be back at home this week. Uh-huh. Just seeing him in like a Panthers uniform, and I was like, hell yeah, yeah. Cam's back. Uh, it's cool that he gets to play Ron Rivera too. Like the guy yeah. that like that was that was his coach. That was his um, dog. And. uh it's pretty funny looking at Carolina and just being like, all right, so they got rid of their like best quarterback basically they ever had uh, in cam and the guy that took him to a Super Bowl like a couple of years ago and then just like did not do him right and like things just went south and then traded for another quarterback and then gave up a lot of draft capital and then that quarterback sucks and got hurt. So now you bring back that original guy. Funny how that works out. Huh? Funny how things work out. Next game, Baltimore at six and three. Uh, four and a half point favorites over Chicago, three and six Bears. I, for me, the Bears have been one of the harder teams to figure out what the hell they are. Uh, Justin Fields has looked I better the last couple weeks. Agree. I think that they're just bad. I think they're just bad, and they need to uh, put Matt Nagy somewhere where he is uh, incapable of affecting the team. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. Uh, big chance for Baltimore, too, who they just got smoked by the Dolphins game plan last week. Dolphins just blitzed the shit no, out of them. I need to watch the – did you watch the Brett Coleman video? I didn't get that? to watch it yet. I didn't get to watch it yet. They re- I, okay, the title of the video that I haven't watched yet, so, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have no clue what I'm talking about, basically. But cool, cool. Uh, the title of the video is they ran the same blitz like 35 times or something yeah. like that. And I, yeah. I don't know if they literally ran the same blitz 35 times, but I was reading Coleman's, like, tweet thread about that before the video dropped. Mm-hmm. They just ran cover zero and literally put every like time yep. six guys on the line of scrimmage. And you're just like, mm-hmm. see what you can do. And I mean, not a lot of teams can do that. Like, I mean, I don't know if they're off the top of my head, how many other teams have put as much money into their secondary as the dolphins have. And obviously it hasn't worked that well, but like when it does work, I don't know. I mean, they threw Giants money at Xavier. Well, Giants Howard, have a like, lot of money tied up in their secondary. 
Hey, the Giants secondary is not bad, but the Dolphins has not been good this year. Alas, uh, Detroit, oh, eight and one. I thought we were Um, going over the bold ones for a reason. Okay, we're, I guess we'll skip all those. Yeah, Browns <laughs> for, and Detroit. For context, play. we've got our, for our schedule on the rundown here, and I guess Matthias had gone through and bolded some of the games. We're just hitting every game anyways. Yeah. We make the rules here. Right. Well, we'll, 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 skip, we'll skip the games that don't matter. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, do you have a lot of heavy thoughts on Detroit at Cleveland? No. Well, we, I, I think we covered what we needed to for Cleveland. Um, Actually, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is the week. Detroit's going to win this week? Yes. That would be hilarious. That would be very funny for uh that'd be a tough spell for a friend of the pod, Josh Hayden. I he's already down pretty bad. Like he got to and, watch the Patriots blow out the Yeah, Browns. he was there in person. I think it was his first time seeing the Browns live, I think. No, he's been to Browns games in Cleveland okay. before. I didn't know. I, think. I don't know. The worst part is that he went with another good friend of the pod, Jake Lennon, was in New England and they just got curb stomped. <laughs> it was rough. Well. Uh, Niners and yeah, go for it, go for it. Niners and Jags. I don't don't think we have to go over that. Um, just something to note for San Fran. Jimmy Garoppolo has been the highest rated quarterback over the last three weeks. Really? Yep. According to PFF. Yeah, good friend of the pod. PFF. See, I don't agree with that, so I think. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm glad we're not the only ones that think that because Jordan Foot who very much covers the NFL and like a very professional light said the same thing. So be on the lookout. Jordan foot. I don't know. I, I, don't, know. On the pod I don't know. Uh, this is low key an interesting game. Although uh, to be, last time Jordan foot came on the show, uh, we all ended up looking like idiots. Oh yeah. It was super bowl preview. Huh? <laughs> it was super bowl preview. And we were like, third, like we were going over like all the hypotheticals, like how the game might go. Uh-huh. And we all just completely missed like how the Bucks would win. But well, to be fair, we, we did bring up, and I know Jordan said this, he was like, yeah, O-line hasn't been playing great. I think the pressure could be an issue. But no one was like, yeah, this is what's going to define the game. (laughs) Uh, Green Bay at eight and two at Minnesota, four and five. Outside of week one, the loss that Green Bay has, uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost this year. Um, Minnesota always plays up to their opponents, though. Like this, this could get dicey. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win this, to be honest. I, looking at it without like the spread, you're like, okay, Green Bay's going to go into Minnesota and like maybe not blow them out, but win convincingly. It's almost a pick em. No Aaron Jones. Remember that? AJ Dillon's a stud. True. Like, be a stud this I'm, I'm just surprised that Green Bay's only a one-point favorite here. Yeah. Hey, that's Vegas knows something we don't. Apparently. But, I mean, like, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Devontae Adams. I mean, it, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are, you know, one and two for a reason. Mm-hmm. But it's not like AJ Dillon's a huge drop-off from Aaron Jones. I'd like he, say he's a draw. He's a pretty significant. He's a draw. Again, he's the backup for a reason. Aaron Jones is a stud, but yeah. AJ Dillon is starting on like probably ballpark eight to 10 teams in the NFL. Yeah. Fair. That's what I'm saying. Like it, you're not going from like Christian McCaffrey to Chuba Hubbard. No offense, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> no offense, Chuba. Um, New Orleans and Philly. Philly, a two point favorite at home. Eagles have been running the ball more. New Orleans, not really a good team to do that against. No, I like the Saints here. It's on the road. It's in Philly. But again, the, the Eagles have like, re, not rediscovered, have like rededicated themselves to running the ball with Jalen Hurts, with Miles Sanders now back in the folds. But like New Orleans run defense is so good this year. I'm taking the Saints. I don't think it's going to be a very entertaining game to watch though. Low scoring. It's going to be ugly. Take the under. 
Uh, and that opens up the four o'clock slate, which is really Online. interesting. Cincinnati and Vegas, both teams, five and four, both teams ailing pretty bad. Now they're both teams that we were looking at surprisingly and have kind of fallen off a bit. So they both really need a win here. I'm taking a, take the, if we're taking the under in the Saints Eagles game, take the over in Cincy Vegas. Yeah. We both clowned the Bengals for taking Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell. Everybody clowned him for doing it. Jamar Chase responded by having the best rookie wide receiver season since Randy Moss. So it's kind of mm-hmm. tough to fault him for that one. Uh, their pressure rate allowed is worse than it was the year Joe Burrow got hurt last year. Mm. But the Bengals are better. So And the defense has fallen off a bit, which is not good. Um, I, that, that's not terribly surprising. We knew yeah. the Bengals defense wasn't going to continue to be as good as they were the first four or five weeks of the year. You know what they're saying, though? Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, best wide receiver as a rookie since Justin Blackman. Is that what they're saying? I, I know just, I had I hadn't heard that one actually. But I, I just saw that Justin Blackman stat like a couple weeks ago, and Jamar had that 200 yard game, and I was like, wow, yeah. that, that one just sent up like plane explosions. That, that, that's what they say. It's what the, it's what they're saying. Uh, game of the week probably here. Dallas at seven yes. and two, and Kansas City. Um, forgot to put the record in. Two and a half point favorites, though. Five and five. I have the standings pulled up here. Uh, Kansas City is a two and a half point favorite. I probably six and four. Six and four. Six and four. I probably lean Dallas's way here, even in Arrowhead. But like this, this comes at a good time too, because Kansas City looks like they got right uh, against Vegas. And like, not only did their offense look better, like their defense has been trending in the right direction the last couple of weeks, and they looked good against a pretty good Vegas offense. Well, look, people, we've had this conversation about the Chiefs each of the past two years. It's like the first half of the year, their defense looks atrocious, but it's just, it's Pat Mahomes doing what he does. And so they just outscore teams every week, which they are very capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Every year, they kind of pick their defense up in the second half, back third of the season. Steve Spagnuolo figures it out. He finds something to work. They've got more ground to make up this year than they have the past couple of years in terms of like taking their defense from quite literally the worst defense in the NFL to just like bottom 10, bottom seven. I'm taking mm-hmm. the Chiefs here though. I think they kind of look, Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to continue to slump this badly for the rest of the season. Like he's still Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They're coming in hot. They just put up 42, I think, against Vegas last week, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I like the Chiefs at home here. Fair enough. A uh, couple other games to get to. Arizona and Seattle kind of lost a little bit of luster because mm. Kyler's Apparently the Instagram's down. That's a bummer. Mm. I, yeah. Looks like yeah. it's still up to us. Uh, probably no Kyler. DeAndre might not play again. Russell Wilson has another week to come back and get a little healthier. I, I will, we'll talk. We have a, we have a mailbag question about, about Seattle, but it's, it's not looking good. It's like, I don't, I don't want to get into the question because I have some thoughts on the question, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave, leave this one until we get to the question. I don't, okay. want, to ruin, I don't want to ruin our mailbag. Uh, Night Seattle, Seattle's got some things they've got to sort out. Let's put it that way. Real quick, Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh at 5-3-1 three, and, and the Chargers at 5-4. and four. Should be a pretty good game. I don't know. I would have rather seen any of the four o'clock games on Sunday night than this. Fair enough. Uh, it's and then like, it's like, it's just a weird matchup. Of, like, it is a weird there. Like sure. It's is big Ben even playing or is it going to be Mason two, Rudolph? Two again? well, two wild cards. Well, they are building a game plan around not that either Mason. one of not that yeah. either quarterback is good or fun to watch, but it's uh, I, I think what Mike Tomlin said is they're building a game plan around Mason Rudolph 
I kind of knowing that Big Ben could just hop on whenever he wants on like the, the game plan that they have. But I don't know what the hell a game plan around Mason Rudolph's like strengths look like. It's not very good. Um, but two wild card teams should be interesting, I guess. And then your New York Giants, Monday night, Tampa Bay. Oh, great. <laughs> should be uh should be fun, huh? This Gi- I just don't know what to make of the Giants right now. It's like we just have so many issues that seem to be like out of our control. A, nobody can stay healthy, mm-hmm. which is one thing. B, Jason Garrett, as I've said, week in and week out is just incompetent. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how, what did he do to get this job? That's kind of my question. He's a white ex-head coach. What do you want me to say? I mean, okay, yeah. That's kind of answered my question. What has he done to keep the job? Like, it's only been, damn, you're not even wrong. That's the yeah, no, that's. <laughs> the, the offense is just so stale, so uncreative. Like, we have weapons. Like, we said at the beginning of the season that the Giants' wide receiver room is not bad. Kenny Galladay looks like, you know, could be a number one. Okay, I guess the Instagram Live is not quite working. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. I don't know. I'll, I'll go live here. You can keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. It's just we're going to lose. Like, it's fun to say like, Oh, the giants are going to play Brady no. tough. They always play Brady tough. Mine's not working either. So no, no Instagram. Life. Maybe Instagram's down. Who knows? It's just the, the giants are just so, so unpleasant to watch. Is kind of the, the, the long and short of it. Perhaps that they are. A video. Uh, Instagram? Let's, let's, let's move right along. National Bing Bong Association. Yes. Uh, had some really exciting games yesterday. The most exciting game, obviously ties perfectly into our first team, we're picking three surprise and three disappointing teams. And I think number one, you got to start with the Warriors. Uh, best record in the league. Came back last night, a 20-point deficit against the Cavs. We're down by double digits going into the fourth and then won by double digits. Well, Steph single-handedly outscored the Cavs 20-8. to eight. And, like, admittedly, yeah. it goes both ways. Are the Cleveland Cavaliers a good basketball team? No. Were they also beating the Warriors pretty handily before Steph was like, okay, I'm going to go out and win this game? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, does it come down to anything more than Steph going to Steph? Uh, yeah, I think it does. Cause I mean, what, what we've seen is like, like Steph Curry is enough, but we saw last year that it's like, okay, he's enough to what point? Like they didn't make the playoffs last year. They lost the play in game. Um, so like you need a system around Steph that's going to work too, because, and that's not a knock on Steph. Like, again, he's enough. He's, an MVP candidate. He's probably the front runner to start this season, but like what they've gotten around him works. Like Andre Iguodala is not the Andre Iguodala that he was during the peak of the Warriors dynasty, but he knows the system and it works around him. Draymond's playing some of the best defense of his entire career. Which is saying something. It is one of the best defensive players of this generation and maybe of all time. Um, I saw saw a really interesting comparison just related to Draymond real quick. uh Uh-huh. People talk about Scottie Pippen as the best on-ball defender or Dennis Rodman or Scottie Pippen as the best like on-ball defenders in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green might be the best off-ball defender in NBA history. Not that he doesn't have the clamps like one-on-one. Like I like yeah. Draymond versus a lot of guys one-on-one in the NBA. But he's not like a Kawhi like at his prime. He's not a like, Kawhi. Yeah. He's not a PG. Like that's not his defensive game. Not but, like, Pat He's not a Frank Nilakina, if that's what you're trying to say. Hey, Frank had a couple threes made last night. Or a I, was, I saw a clip on Twitter. I think Connor might have sent it to me or I saw it <laughs> from his likes or something. That Frank hit like a, a pull-up triple from the top of the arc. 
beautiful. Does that make you happy or sad? Like it makes me happy that Frank's out there playing somewhere. We fair. we didn't treat Frank the right way, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna get down the Frank Nelly Kina hole today. Uh, I did. Like it, I you, mean, you always do. Fair. The thing with the Warriors that's so nuts is like we talk about them like oh like you know who thought the Warriors would be this good but like when we when you watch them play like what was it two nights well who they play two nights ago the, uh, the Nets. Nets. when they blew yeah. the, when they blew the Nets out at the Barclays Center and Steph yeah. was getting MVP chance in the Barclays Center well that's that's a conversation on the Barclays Center too but if only there was some if only there was someone out there that could properly explain how Kevin Durant is feeling about joining the Brooklyn Nets as opposed to another team in the tri-state area. Don't you wish you joined the Knicks? Katie, don't you wish you came to the Knicks? Is that what you were referencing? Uh, yes, that is exactly okay, that's what I was good. referencing. Uh, I mean, it's so funny. Just, in all seriousness, though, KD had to have been sick when he's just like, because, you know, like, the Nets are still trying to figure it out, apparently. Which and all is this and all that. a huge indictment on a team with the talent that the Brooklyn Nets have. Like, even right, apart from... But- you know, at the end of the day, who gives a shit about the regular season for the Nets, though? You know, like, yes, but there are definitely concerns that, like, yeah. and Joe Harris rolled his ankle, so he's out. Yeah. You know, Nick Claxton has missed some time. Too. James Harden was slow to get moving. They don't have Kyrie. Like, I mean, are they going to have Kyrie at any point? Probably not. I mean, Eric Adams said he's not going to change the, like, the vaccine mandate. Fuck like yeah, the, Eric Adams. The New York I City definitely mayoral. voted in the New York City mayoral race. You're a scum. I don't live there anymore. You get an absentee ballot. You don't, I, le- you don't legally, like, your, your place of residence is in North Carolina. Did you vote for the New York City mayoral race? Um, I can't. Point, whatever. You Not can. <laughs> this is you, going okay, that, whatever. <laughs> Not the point. Not the damn point. You bum. <laughs> um, but, I mean, to be fair to the Barclays Center, last night when the Cavs were playing the Warriors, um, Steph also got – MVP chance there. Uh, he finished with a 40 burger. He had 20. Okay, but the, the Cleveland Cavaliers aren't supposed to be like the Cleveland Cavs are not the Brooklyn Nets. Well, there there's a reason they're one of our surprise teams too. Um, no, but super fair. But back to the back to the conversation of the Warriors, you asked, is it anything outside of Steph gonna Steph? And it's yeah, I mean it's Steph is obviously the fulcrum of the offense, but like everything around him works. Gary Payton the second has been fantastic. I mean, he has like I think I saw this number. He has like 25 dunks and he has like 12 dribbles all season. Like, like what he's like clay, fuck? except the only dunks. Yeah. Um, he's got the most steals for 36. Uh, Kaminga has worked as a defensive player. Toscano Anderson was good last season. Like, he's- for, for the sake of keeping this a, a family friendly podcast, I'm not going to get into Jonathan Kaminga's nickname. Yeah, Look it up. Not. If you don't know his nickname, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's not, again, not his, uh, not his official nickname. No. But a nickname that NBA Twitter has bestowed upon him, and like kind of, kind of some of the the, the big names that have, Jesus, some of the big <laughs> names that have, that have come in, <laughs> Kelly Oubre, um, and Nemanja Bielitsa, like both worked out or Nemanja, one of those. I guys. don't know, Bielitsa. Um, yeah, Bielitsa. And both to be worked fair, out. Bielitsa from the jump looked like a brilliant signing. Like a yeah, good, like the first game we were a like a good oh. passing big man on the bench for Golden State. Like sure, fit made in heaven, obviously. But Kelly Oubre looks great. Andrew Wiggins. Looks fine defensively. Like looks fine defensively and is uh, providing like the secondary and like tertiary scoring. I guess it's secondary for now while Clay is still out. Yeah. It's providing that the non-Steph Curry scoring that the Warriors really didn't have last year. Jordan Poole looks really good now. Like the Warriors look like 
the Warriors the way we thought of them three, four years ago. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the scary thing because they still don't have Clay. He's playing five on fives now. Um, and also, on top of all this, like, as, as good as Kaminga's been in flashes defensively, like, he hasn't done much. Moses Moody hasn't done much. James Wiseman hasn't James played. Still out. Yeah. Hasn't played the season. Uh, a couple numbers before we move on to our next team. Uh, the Warriors assisting on 69, nice, 0.9% oh. of their passes, which is the highest since it was 705 uh 2016 you know remember that warriors team um uh, yeah that, that, they were they were pretty good steph the last 18 games this is before last night um his three point percentages are up his three point attempts are up three per game uh and right now he is taking what would be the most three pointers per game at i think it's 14 per game uh and he's There's also no shooting. Way he's taking 14 threes a game go look it up and he's also shooting 40% from beyond the arc. So that is something. And that, honestly, that 40%, by the way, outside of the season where he played five games, um, that would be his lowest ever from beyond the arc, which is absurd. Holy shit, he's taking 13 and a half threes a game. I told you. Damn. I told you. Shooting. Uh, oh, he, just, he, needs to, he needs to bump that three-point percentage up literally like a thousandth of a percent. What's it at right now? It's at 419? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> A uh, couple other well, teams that the Warriors are just the, are the, the people's champion right now. So they really are. Sixty nine percent of the passes. Steph's almost shooting four twenty from the field. A <laughs> <laughs> couple other uh, teams that have been. Uh, the, the one other thing I wanted to right. touch on with Steph, just the stat of him, where it's like you know players with players who have made nine plus threes in a game. Steph's done it like three times as many as the next closest guy. It's like Steph's done it 37 times, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then Harden's the next closest with nine. Yeah. And I saw some also like Steph's done it more times in the last like half a season than like anybody else in the league. Is the was it uh, ever. Kirk Goldberry? Is that the ESPN guy, right? That makes Goldberry, all the graphs? Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, damn, dude, stop making me update this this graph. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was that same stat. He's like, dude, you're yeah. killing me right now. Yeah. It's just uh, nuts. Just insane numbers from last night too. Um, so the Cavs going into the fourth quarter, shooting 48% from the field, 35% from deep had 12 turnovers, but only four points off of them led by 13. Then in that fourth quarter, obviously we know Steph goes nuclear, but the defense again, that, that has been what has been the difference for the Warriors is that the systems worked and the defense has been fantastic. Um, 14 total points for the, or sorry, eight points. For the uh for the Cavs, they shot 14% from the field, two of 14, 0 of seven from beyond the arc, had eight turnovers, 15 points off of them. They got outscored 36 to 8, and they lost by 14. That's fucking absurd. I found the tweet for the 38th time in Steph's career that he's hit nine threes in a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had it. Now my Twitter refreshed. Great. Love that. God damn. God. Anyway. A uh, couple teams that have been nice surprises. The Wizards are near the top of the East. Uh, did not even think they'd be sniffing this. Probably thought they were a, a play-in team. Nolan's not going to be happy hearing that. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, that, is, <laughs> that, that, is, that is the truth. I mean, good friend of the pod, Nolan. Of course, Nolan Simpson? Stimp. Stimpson. Simpson. Um, He's got, Nolan's not going to be happy hearing this, man. We're going to be getting texts in like two days when he listens to the pod. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, just looking at it, just like zoomed out the the trade for John Wall, right? So it was John Wall and a first for Westbrook, 
And then they send Westbrook and two second rounders. So at the end of the day, you traded John Wall, a first and two second rounders for Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, who looks like the Montrez Harrell we saw with the Clippers. KCP, good, the good one we saw with the Clippers, not yeah. the unengaged one. KCP, and then Aaron Holiday and Isaiah Todd. And like completely cleared off their all of like the woes they had in terms of money. And like Kuzma's look good. KCP has been good. And Montrose Harrell's look good. Like this yeah, is a team and then that is just doing working. his thing. It's like, again, you know, what, what's the ceiling for a team that's built like this? You know, who's, hmm. who's carrying this team in a seven game series? Is that good coffee? It's pretty cold. And you, you give like a, mm. or was that just because it was so cold? No, no, it's because uh, oh, also cold. Um, but also, you know, your point you made. You're, you, the ceiling, those, I was like, mm, good point. For those of you unaware, Matthias on a Zoom just took a nice sip of his coffee and seemed like he was really enjoying it. Uh, uh, it, was, it was pretty cold, actually. I didn't enjoy that much. I saw a really funny thing on Twitter. It was like, why are the Wizards built like a team full of like 80-something overalls on 2K? If I were to fire up 2K right now, they probably are all like 80. Like, who's the highest rated player on the Wizards in 2K? Oh, Bradley right? Beal. Bradley oh, Brad Beal. Duh. Okay, so he's probably the ninth. <laughs> Sorry. Brad Beal out of the picture. It's just all a bunch of like 80 something overalls. Yeah, no fair. But it's working. It's working yeah. pretty well for him. Again, like are they a top 4 team in the East? No. And like Denny Avdia's look good, like, you know, that, 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 that an opportunity for him to play. Like he he's not just like like banished to the corner while Russell Westbrook tries to break down a defender, like just aggressively dribbling when Denny Abdia yeah. just chilling in the corner. He's like not a catch and shoot three point shooter. He's a playmaker that he just got used completely out of position last season. Now he's getting to be that like secondary playmaker. Got some size for the wing. Like wow. he's it's almost wow. like it's almost like Russell Westbrook just completely destroys the system that you can have. Huh? Like I pretty interesting. Russell Westbrook is he's all right. The, Russell Westbrook has such a bizarre like NBA career story. Not to get off topic here, which we never do on second floor. This is completely off topic. <laughs> is Russell Westbrook a first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably. Probably. Is he one of like the most unique singular talents that you and I have ever watched play in an NBA game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like he, there is, there are very few players like Russell Westbrook. Uh, does Russell Westbrook? impact high level winning in a positive way probably not anymore did he ever probably does he have a ring did he get did he get to an nba finals without kevin durant or james harden i mean if you're just judging it based on a ring and i mean like, yeah I, i'm picking you know specific examples to make my it's point it's pretty it's pretty horse league of you but what i'm saying is that like at this, especially at this point in his career Russ needs someone else there to take him to a title. I, I just don't like I, Ru, this. Is, this should be a fine situation where it's like, all right, you're very clearly the third best player. Like if you can take a back seat and prove that you can do this, you'll be fine. And he just hasn't proven it. Like it, it's as simple as that. Well, I think part of the issue is with LeBron dealing with his like abdominal injury, which mm-hmm. I hope that, that I, I really hope that doesn't become like a lingering thing for LeBron. Like take the time you need early in the season like be healthy for the second half be healthy for the playoffs mm-hmm. but like i just don't it's the same questions we had about the lakers preseason you know we're only you know not even a month i guess about a month into the season now what does the you know what does the lakers crunch time lineup look like 
Are, is Russell Westbrook on the floor for the Lakers in the final five minutes of a playoff game? I kind of clowned you for suggesting that he wouldn't be, but like, what are you doing? Okay. Yeah, no, I obviously. Mean, yeah. What are you doing with Russ in the final five minutes of a playoff game? You're putting him in the corner while LeBron orchestrates the offense. He's got to be but, cheering. He's got to be cheering his teammates on. Like, he's got to be on the bench. Yeah. He can't shoot. Bronze, like, uh, bronze, a game time decision for tonight, by the way. Is that what you're just looking up? Yes. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Like, you clown me, but Russell Westbrook is not a shooter. It's not impossible for him to become a shooter, but having Russ on the floor makes your offense worse. Mm-hmm. Like, you're yeah, not, he can, run, he can run the bench unit, but you, I wouldn't trust him. They need Mello on the floor, obviously. And, like, yeah. I'm not even joking. That's what it is. I'm not uh, joking. Have, I, you they, I mean, on, have you seen their on-off splits with Mello? Oh, right. I forgot that's the end-all be-all. I mean, Frank Vogel is just searching for answers right now. Like, he just – The Lakers are, like, 10 points better offensively with Mello on the floor than off. I mean, Mello's – And, good. again, say what you will about, you know, the on-off numbers of a whole team when you take in, like, you know, just one player into account. Like, a couple weeks into the season? It's like a month into the season. I'm just, glad to see, I'm just glad to see Mello, like, contributing to a quality team again. I mean, Melo got down so dirty by the league there for a little bit, and like he did it to himself to a certain point. Okay, okay, I wanted to make sure you you put that into like <laughs> we've said this a, a number of times on the show that Melo just got like Melo's style of play got outdated so so quickly. It got outdated. He got some pretty not ideal situations and proved that he was AOP. <laughs> they want me to come off the bench. It's like oh, yeah, his coach his coach is just like. Yeah, so this is going to be awkward. <laughs> but now that Melo has realized that he is, you know, not a starting caliber player anymore, he's cooking. And that's, yeah. like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, that was, the, I guess, the confusing part is, like, if Melo three years before he decided to accept the bench role had just, like, accepted, you know, like a sixth-man type of role, mm-hmm. he would have been a valuable piece, like, three, four years ago. Just mm-hmm. a bench, there are a lot of guys in the NBA who are just there to be a bench scorer, give you 12 to 15 a night, Hey man, some buckets, hit some threes. Your career is not about the peak. It's about how long you can just ride it out. Sure. <laughs> That's what they say. I mean, <laughs> obviously BS, but like compare, <laughs> compare if like, compare like Mello, obviously the peak he reached with the Knicks and all this and all that and with the Nuggets. And then imagine if after that, uh, like before it was successful with the Blazers. If like he was with the Rockets, he was with the Thunder, didn't work. Imagine that. He's with the it. Hawks. He's with the Hawks. Oh, yeah, for like an hour or something, right? I want a Carmelo Anthony Hawks jersey. Can you Just, give me that for Hanukkah? Can you give me a Mellow Hawks jersey? Sure. Sweet. Uh, compare like that Mellow career to the career it is right now and where it's going to end up. Because like he's got another year, maybe another two years in him. And like, again, well, I mean, that, that peak is. All jokes aside with the plus minus stuff, like he looks really good. Yeah. And like they need really shooting and he's been a good shooter. It's just, yeah. it's just, obviously I was kidding when I said it's your career is defined by how you ride it out. But like, it's not like that peak change, but think about how differently we look at Mello now. It's not just like, oh, a relic of the two thousands where Mello was like an elite scorer. Now it's like, okay, he was a relic. And then he might've ended up winning a ring or something like that. And he was, yeah. he's the kind of player that like in 10 years, we're going to be like, holy shit, he was playing in like 2024. Like, that's crazy. Well, it's like, you know, if we look back at the, you know, in, in April or May, whenever the June finals end in June, May. right? We're back on the regular schedule. Isn't it? It's May. 
No, it's definitely June because I would watch. I remember I watched Game it's Seven. June. Yeah, first week June, of June. I watched yeah, yeah. like the finals games at camp before. Yeah, but we're gonna be looking when the Lakers are are hanging up a banner at the Crypto.com arena. The Crypto. <laughs> I had, to, even, I had to throw not, it in somewhere. I, 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 had, I, I can't believe we've gone up. this long without fucking bringing I was it gonna bring, How do you not, like, how do you not have the foresight to be like, hey, are we pulling up to the crypt tonight? Like, bro, come well, did on. You see, did you see Russ's interview? No, what did he say? He's like, I don't know when this is from. It's from like a day or two ago, whenever the news broke. He's like, like, at the crypt arena? He said, he's like, did you just call it the crypt arena? It's like Russ, like, talking to someone off screen. I'm just like, uh-huh. sounds like it. I mean, people are going to call it the crypt yeah, like, low key, like like go like pulling up to the crypt tonight, but like you pull up to the crypt tonight, the crypt, the crypt? I, the crypt, the crypt sounds cool. Yeah, but like you have to say the crypt, the crypt for it, for you to know what you're talking about. It just like what are people gonna start saying we're gonna pull up to bryptoarena.bomb? Like, I mean, yeah, it's, what? That's fucking funny. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Yeah. Hey, you don't make the rules, neither do I. So. Exactly. Uh, real quick, MLB gave out their awards last night. Cy Young, MVP. Most of them, not surprising. We'll just not give surprising, a, but also one of them. Uh, one of them. Just statistically incorrect, but we'll get to that. Fair. And we both agree on that. Uh, we'll start with Shohei Otani, AL MVP, unanimous, second ever Japanese player to win. Just Going through some of these numbers, I know we all knew he had a, a six season, but 23 starts, nine and two record, 318 ERA with 156 strikeouts. And then he hit 257 with 46 home runs and a 965 OPS. Also led the AL in triples. Which is just <laughs> stupid. Did, didn't Shohei Otani ruin the league and the award? Well, to be honest. I saw a, a really interesting tweet about this. It was like, if Shohei Otani like, just does this on the reg now, like this is just what Shohei yeah. Otani does. Nobody's winning the MVP for the next like four years except Shohei. Hear, hear me out here. Compare Shohei Otani doing this to Russell Westbrook averaging a triple double and winning MVP, and then doing it again the next year and not winning MVP. Exactly. Like at one point, do at what point do you like devalue it? Because are you just like, all right, like? It's well, the- I mean, apart from the uh, obvious difficulties of comparing Shohei Otani to Russell Westbrook, <laughs> I think it's very different because. And now you just got like it, all right? But like, uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting argument. Comparisons. Hey, man, I'm always working that little brain of yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, hey. breaking stuff. <laughs> Raises an interesting argument, though. Uh, and NL uh. MVP uh, Bryce Harper also not surprising. No, L- led the NL in slugging, OPS, OPS plus and doubles played every single game in the second half of the season uh 17 of 30 possible first place votes honestly impressive enough that Juan Soto finished second considering he missed like a month and that's the type of season Juan Soto had like you literally put up like Babe Ruth era numbers which is a little bit ridiculous I can't wait till he's a Met dude it's gonna be so sick oh yeah Dude, he said he likes playing for them. He likes playing in City Field. He likes playing in New York. He yeah, because he, he probably, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would imagine he likes playing oh. in City Field because he probably smokes you guys. Oh, dude. He hits like <laughs> he hits like 360 against us. It's, dude, the, what do you think like, he likes playing in City Field? Imagine like this is a team you play like, what, 20 times a year, something like yeah. that. Like you hit like 360 against them. It's, it's actually absurd. Like no surprises uh, there though for Bryce Hart. 30, 30 seconds. Billy Appler, go. Oh, great. I love having a guy who like 
also was in the middle of a really bad like like the whole issue with Mickey Calloway being there, like Billy Epler was there. I'm so glad we got a GM that was literally never able to put together a good season and whose only accomplishments are re-signing Mike Trout, even though he wanted to stay right. there. And it wasn't because of your performance and signed Shohei Otani over like five, six seasons of being there. Not encouraging, though I am very happy that this is finally past us. I'm just, I'm really excited to see what kind of like, what, what kind of like, uh, you know, skeletons he's hiding in the closet. Like what, what do you think? Something, come- it, something will come out before the, yeah. before 2021. And like, you'll be looking for a new GM. What do you, what do you think it's going to be? Like, do you think it's going to be like, um, you think it's going to be like, uh, I don't well, know. Let, uh, let's not forget work, that he was workplace misconduct. He was the GM for the whole, like he was with the organization at the time, the whole Tyler Skaggs over yeah. there. So he was involved he was there in for that Tyler too. Skaggs, which we know was an organizational thing. Like he was there when fucking Mickey Calloway got hired. Like, Bro, what are, what are we doing, man? Like, I mean, Mets gonna Mets. He's like, I think he was our eighth option. Yes, um, multiple just, people I'm, turned down the Mets. Most people didn't even want to interview with the Mets. I'm, I'm just happy it's over. I'm happy it's over. That's so all. you're in a month. There's gonna be some report coming out. That's all I can say. Well, I think the best part is his, you know, his close relationship with Sandy Alderson, who said that he oh, wasn't gonna be God. as involved with the baseball operations side anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> fucking this fucking team man on to the al cy young award well all right so the nl went to who won the nl cy young but corbin burns pretty close race truly could have gone to any, oh like, so so the one you disagree on is the al cy young yeah well i mean it's just like all right, wow you know okay about the nl cy young award yeah so the nl cy young award is really interesting because we kind of made this this pivot a couple of years ago about not putting all the emphasis on wins and stuff, but there's a very big difference this season between how many innings Zach Wheeler pitched and how many innings Corbin Bruns Corbin Bruns pitched. Corbin this. Bruns, Colton Bruns, is that Colton who you're Bruns. thinking of? Col- yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Corbin like, Burns. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of the best pitcher in the FCSL, Colton Bruns. Doesn't sound like Nate Palmer known starter for the for the championship clincher by the way um like statistically this might be wrong like burns had a i I will show you one that's statistically wrong burns had a sick season like but zach wheeler just like it's not that zach wheeler pitched a couple more season a couple more innings like he pitched a lot more like he he pitched something like i think it was like 40 more innings like three four starts and corbin burns more and like, like five six starts like and let, let me let me read you this interesting stat here and like again burns had better numbers but like they weren't they didn't like blow away wheelers it's not like his numbers were significantly better like right. wheeler led the league in uh led the league in innings strikeout total had a 278 era which i think was like 30 points higher than and burns um or lower or higher? I uh, higher, in, ter- in terms of like actual okay, number okay. higher. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, a one hundred one whip, like ten point four strikeouts per nine. I'm just reading you like numbers that are good. Um, and then, and then this too. So, in terms of innings pitched, right? Wheeler's is ERA. The first six innings of his starts was two forty two. Burns for his first innings, two forty eight. Right. So, I mean, so call that a, call that a push. Call it a push, but you're talking about Burns. Burns won because he was more dominant over 
Wheeler's like stamina and his durability, right? Right. That's a fair. And like Burns had a better ERA, but the first six innings, Burns had a worse ERA than Wheeler. Now, putting this into context, because we know at second floor sports, we like to take things out of context. Absolutely. Wheeler pitched into the seventh inning 20 times. Burns pitched into the seventh inning nine times. Right. Interesting. So third time through the lineup, his opponents hit 314 with an 811 OPS against him. Ooh. The first two times through the lineup, opponents hit 165 with a 432 OPS against him. So like it's it's a hard argument there because you're like, okay, we're trying to base this off of potential and hypotheticals, and we love hypotheticals on second floor sports. I mean but like the yeah. numbers, the numbers are there enough to back up. And you're like, okay, like he very clearly pitched less. Like the, the numbers were close enough that I would have voted for Wheeler. I can't believe you're out here defending a Philadelphia Philly. I'm no, I'm defending a former New York man. That's the difference. However, I'll just sleep at night. <laughs> hey, do you like DD? Would you like DD Gregorius if you played DD Gregorius? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> would, Christ. Would you like DD if he played for the Red Sox still? Probably not. Like even for what he did with the Yankees, like it's the Red Sox. Fair enough. Nah, so, you hate that. You hate the Red Sox more than I hate the Phillies. Like, well, yeah, because the Red Sox have caused me like a lot of physical pain in the playoffs as opposed to you know the Mets. Fair. Uh, On to the AL Cy Young though. Uh, almost unanimous, Robbie Ray. By the way, horse shit. Almost unanimous. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so Lance Lynn was the other candidate. Lance Lynn was never winning. It was Robbie Ray versus Garrett Cole. Fucking tight pants ass Robbie Ray. (laughs) The wedgie man with like, cool. You wear your pants like directly up your ass. Congratulations, Robbie Ray. Bro, Jesus. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. All right. Robbie Ray had a better ERA. Congratulations, sir. You had a better ERA than Garrett Cole. Uh, Let's go over some numbers that Garrett Cole had better. Let's just just compare the two. Mm -hmm. All right. Walk percentage, 6.9, nice, for Robbie Ray. Garrett Cole, 5.6, point for Cole. Uh, Baseball war, baseball reference war, and fan graphs war. One had Robbie Ray, one had Garrett Cole. Call that a push. Robbie Ray had a better ERA, sweet. Garrett Cole, a better FIP by almost a whole run. Robbie Ray had more innings pitched. Strikeout percentage, Cole by 3%. Strikeout to walk percentage, Cole by 2.5%. Sierra, which is like an advanced ERA, Cole by half a run. Whip, 1.05, 1.06, call out a push. WPA, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Robbie Ray, XERA, expected ERA, cold by almost half a run. XFIP, cold by almost two thirds. Sounds like you're just making up words right now. I don't know what some of those numbers mean, but (laughs) had better advanced statistics than Robbie Ray. Oh, if that's not the most just like classic <laughs> baseball argument, like I don't know what any of these numbers are. or I know what for, some of them mean. I don't know. But what they are better. Mean. So that backs up my argument. Sierra is an advanced ERA that adjusts for like park factors. Oh, we all know what FI, FIP is like fielding independent pitching. That's like taking out like oh, defense man. behind you. Point being, Garrett Cole had better numbers than Robbie Ray. I mean, like it's just, it, he just had better numbers. I will say Robbie Ray got 29 of the 30 first place votes. So shit. People really did not agree with you. He also led the league in strikeouts, uh, led the AL and ERA. And well, I wonder who had a better strikeout percentage. Hey, percentage doesn't matter. It's all about total numbers. Completely false, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is your rant over? You ready to move on to uh, Bowers yeah, bombs? Yeah, yeah. Before we get to Bowers bombs, uh, there was uh, 
Michelle Beadle, I think it was, sat down for an interview with Paul Pierce. This like just came out. Um, I saw I saw some yeah, things about that. I think they were talking about uh, they were talking about the wheelchair game. Or of course, Paul Pierce shit himself. <laughs> yes. um, let me read you a quote, a quote from Paul Pierce. If you poop your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair? You don't sit down on your poop, right? That's that an exact like quote. the words of a man who like, very <laughs> who much shit himself, himself. <laughs> and is trying to defend it. That sounds like a man who shit himself. Uh, oh, rapid shit. fire real quick. We're going to go through the mailbag. Exclusively Bowers Bombs as per usual. Uh, bigger fantasy performance last night. Pat's defense, who got 26 points, or Nick Folk, I think he had 16. I mean, we're not exactly a math pod, but I'll take the 26. I'm taking the 26 just because of how it happened. Those two late interceptions and then the pick six. By the way, want to just correct myself. There were too many interceptions to keep track of. Rosen was the one who threw the pick six. Um, Felipe just threw a regular pick. Of course, of course. Um, Devonte Smith, does he keep it going over the last two weeks? Nine catches, 182 yards, and three TDs. Absolutely keeps it going. We were both kind of like on the Devonte Smith hype train during the draft process because it was just like, yeah, okay, he's you know a little bit light for an NFL wide receiver, but a, you put him in an NFL weight room, we'll throw some throw some pounds on, throw some beef on, and b like SEC cornerbacks couldn't touch him, and yeah, they're not NFL cornerbacks, but like he's going against guys who either got drafted or will be getting drafted in the next couple of years. No one could touch him. And, like, you all couldn't I'm touch hearing, Devontae Smith. All I'm hearing is Devontae Smith beat SEC cornerbacks, so he'll beat NFL quarterbacks. I'm saying he was beating NFL caliber talent at the college level. He was beating guys like uh, fucking what's his name? Jason, um, Jason Seahorn. Jesus Christ. He played for the Giants in the 90s. The South Carolina quarterback who got drafted. I can't remember his name. J.C. Horn? J.C. Horn. Yes. Yeah. Jason Seahorn. J.C. Horn. That's funny. I never put didn't that. Horn, didn't Horn go to VTech? No, I think if I'm thinking of the right guy, which some South Carolina corner that got drafted in the first round, Devontae Smith torched him when Bama played him. All I'm all I'm hearing is that you're comparing uh college corners. My point or, is yeah, that he did JC Horn did go to South Carolina. Okay, exactly. So I don't want to hear your point about how my point's right. wrong. Because I I want I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna take the Let's other keep side. Keep it going, is what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna say he's not gonna keep it going. They're playing the Saints this week. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is gonna be in his pocket usually. Um and you can't big, touch him. You can't touch Devontae Smith. Oh, weave, right, right. Uh, weave. And to be fair, like, I think the Eagles run game is not going to look good this week against a much better Saints front line. I just, I'd, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Devontae Smith takes a step back this week. Uh, we answered this question, but real quick, what conference do you have a better pulse of? Uh, NFC. I don't even know what exactly that means, but the NFC. It's still, a, it's a bit like convoluted. contenders, pretenders. But there are like four top teams in the NFC where you're like any one of these teams could legit yeah. do it. And then there's, you know, the rest of it. There's not too much clarity in terms of what the best team is, but I but know. A clear, there's a clear top tier in the, in the NFC. Yeah, I, I feel a lot more confident about the, uh, the NFC. Yeah. Uh, better chance of winning this week, Ben or Matias? I mean, I'm playing the, the eventual league champion, John Salerno. Mm, that's tough. And, you know, I'm going to keep saying that until it either happens or we jinx them. So, you know, it's John's, league to, it's John's league to lose. Uh, but he doesn't have Cooper Cup this week. So I'm feeling that, all right. Yeah. I don't have Matt Stafford or Tyler Higby, the GOAT, of course. Um, oh, did Nick, you pick up Higby? I've, I've had him for a couple of weeks. You're welcome. Wow. Thanks. Uh, wow. So kind of you. Um, uh, hopefully Nick Chubb plays this week. I uh, got a big He's performance. Active. Yeah. Got a big performance from Nick Folk. 
So he was on the COVID list for eight weeks, though. So I don't know what his conditioning is going to look like. He definitely was not on the COVID list for eight weeks, but eight, eight days, eight days. I mean. <laughs> eight, eight days is a long time to be on the COVID list for someone who's vaccinated. Just saying. Fair, fair. Speaking of, we did not talk about AB. Um, oh my God. Oh, wow. We missed coming out, one. coming out that AB didn't pay his chef um, and owed him a lot of money. And his chef then exposed him and said that he uh, had a fake vaccine card. What? All I'll ask is what number, what percentage of NFL players that are vaccinated do you think actually have like fake? More than a few. I'd say and probably. Then, you know, who knows? Probably like the chef. Under, over under 15%. Under. I'll take a slight over. I'll take like around 20. Like, I don't know. Dude, I'm taking but. the under, but I think there's more than a few. Uh, it, but like who else? Of all I'm, the guys that have a fake vaccine card, it's Antonio Brown. And again, I, who I, even knows if the chef is like telling the truth or not? Like the chef clearly has like, you know, motives to disparage Antonio Brown's name, not to defend Antonio Brown. Who's but, but, you know, like, would you be surprised? No, no. Um, better third down stadium sound foghorn or giant bell ring. I'm going with the bell ring. Uh, foghorn. I'm going like whom the bells told, like, like, like that's, that's pretty sick. I'm going to um, the foghorn just to be difficult. Fair. Uh, NFC playoff predictions. We're going to skip this one because we're going to get to it in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, uh, is, is Giants. Giants. Okay. Is Russ gone if Seattle misses the playoffs? I'm going to say fuck it and yes. Like the, I he, don't he, think so. I I'm, think I'm, Pete Carroll. I think they if and <clears throat> when the Seahawks miss the playoffs this year, Pete Carroll goes. But you don't trade Russell Russell Westbrook. You do trade Russell Westbrook <laughs> twice actually. You don't <laughs> trade Russell Wilson. I don't know. I'm going to say you do, to be honest. I'm going to, just because I want to be bold. Uh, Early Pats Titans preview. I don't know why he threw this in. This is, we're still a week removed. Uh, It should be a good game. I'll say that. Should be fun. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know why this is a question. Giants purgatory since the boat picture. I think that's just, I mean, yeah, we've talked about it like the last three weeks. They're not in purgatory because purgatory implies that there's promise. They're bad. Well, purgatory is like, correct me if I'm wrong. And, you know, as two uh, religious experts here. Purgatory is like in between. Yeah, it's, and hell, it's the right? in between. Yeah, the Giants are just straight up. The Giants hell. just suck. Yeah, yeah, they're in like, hell. Like they're not. not we're they're just not bad. Yeah. Um, bigger schmuck, Mike Florio or Dan Orlovsky? I'm gonna go Orlovsky just because Florio does represent PFF, and when you know PFF agrees with us, no, no, isn't Florio? No, Pro Football Talk PFT. Oh, it's he different. Is PFT. That's that's like that's like the NBC one. I'm gonna go with Florio because I've seen I've seen some sus shit come out of that, and honestly, I kind of like Dan Orlovsky. I'll go Florio, but I'm I'm not too uh, not yeah. too uh, serious about that one. NFL MVP prediction? I think we're probably still going Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, but I'm gonna put yeah value wise Dak Prescott. Uh, how much stock are you putting into Jay Glazer's report of the Browns having doubts about Baker's future? I'm putting a lot of stock into it. Yeah, I mean Baker has uh, not looked good. We said. No preseason during our NFL preview episode that you know the biggest question mark about the Browns was quite frankly what could Baker do and like how how can Baker elevate his play and elevate the roster Baker's been a big issue for the Browns this year yeah you know, and, and the, I think the concerning part is like you know the shoulder injury presumably will figure itself out in the offseason but it's not going to get better during the season and like if yeah. it's causing him discomfort it's going to be causing him discomfort the rest of the way I'd be very worried and even even past this season, because like Browns have been hit with so many injuries. Kareem Hunt's missed multiple weeks. Nick Chubb so is missed... back next week, I believe. Okay, Nick Chubb. Hopefully, 
Nick Chubb missed a couple weeks. Like Kareem Hunt was good to come back like last week, and he still hasn't come back. Yeah. Um, like Nick Chubb's missed a but bunch he's still of time well within his window. Like I said, four to six weeks, and it looks yeah. like he's just tracking towards the six weeks. I meant just, I meant just the IR aspect. Yeah. Um, defense has been banged up, so like it's not been all Baker. The fact that like the Browns have underperformed. It's been but all Baker, like, but Baker has not been good. He has he has not helped at all. Um, and like the time's ticking because like it's very easily for us to be like, all right, give up on Baker. He's not the answer. He's not making your roster better. But like you have to find another quarterback and like you're in win now mode kind of like well the thing is like if you're the nfl is a, you know it's it's a cold world out here huh? if you think you can find a better quarterback than baker mayfield which i don't think is a remotely difficult task like not that baker is like trash but there are better quarterbacks out there than baker mayfield aaron Rodgers is a free agent after this year right rogers to the browns can you imagine rogers to the browns you heard it here first pretty fucking wild point being on baker he hasn't done anything to convince you that he is like stone cold your guy for the next 10 years no you you wanted answers this year and the water's just gotten muddier exactly all right that's it ben you got anything else before we skedaddle 40 mm-hmm. minutes or 25 minutes after we said we were gonna end yeah, the episode fine yeah uh yep. was there anything else i wanted to touch on that we skipped over oh we talked about the crip we talked about paul pierce shitting himself Surprisingly, uh, got oh. on a rundown. Uh, MLB hot stove. Uh, you got to protect the 40 man players tonight for like the rule five draft. Uh-huh. The Yankees have a full 40 man roster and can't protect like any of our top prospects right now. I'm fucking terrified. Good shit. Terrified slash optimistic that we make a trade for Matt Olson today. Maybe. Oh, uh, uh, it would be the time. The connection has been there. Although uh, Brandon Cashman did sleep on the street last night as yes. part of his, his, his fundraiser every year. Important that you should say that it's part of a fundraiser, not just that Brian Cashman slept on the well, there's just Every street. year it happens. There are just some funny pictures of like, there's literally one video that was going around Yankees Twitter last night. It was like Brian Cashman in like a Yankee sweatshirt, Yankees beanie. Just like tucking himself into a sleeping bag. Does he sleep with like security around him? Or Well, it's like part of this. He's not the only one doing it. I know, it. I know. It's, it's, an, it's like a... I think it's in like a courtyard or something but like, but like an organized group wants to like mug brian cashman like i mean i would assume that like if he police... was gonna get mugged in the last like 11 straight years he's done this it probably would have happened fair um but yeah there's just a funny video of like brian cashman just like tucking himself into a sleeping bag on on the sidewalk fair um i was gonna bring something else up now oh you see marcus stroman shitting on the yankees on okay Twitter. yeah did, did you see stroman's era against the yankees in like 20 appearances it's like four point it's like doesn't four matter. four doesn't matter bro, bro marcus that was okay, hilarious marcus, i love it marcus stroman talks so much shit for being like a very solid like two three star oh come on bro he was unreal there's, like, this there's a place for good two three stars he, he was in the league, he but... was a number he was Easily a number one this season. You are smoking. Easily a number one. You are smoking, smoking dick. Bro. You are smoking. Bro. Easily he, a number one. He was our number one all me. season, and he was the only good pitcher we had. Like Marcus Stroman that doesn't mean he's good. a good number one. Marcus Stroman was good this season. He had 160 strikeouts. Marcus Stroman was good. Oh, is strikeouts the only metric we're going off of now? It's the one I want to fucking mention. You're the one that was rattling off like 65 different three-word, three-letter acronyms. Anyway, anyway. What was his fucking... All right, he had a 133 ERA. That's pretty solid. Oh, wow. His FIP was higher than his ERA. You know, you hate to see that. All right, we're going to end the episode now. You don't... 
barely know what FIP is. What? Tell me what FIP is. Tell me what ben, FIP is. Ben, what is it? Tell uh, me what FIP is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't you matter. You don't know what it is either, you fucking you're, clown. You're the one that rattled off 20 different statistics and were like, yeah, I actually don't know what these are. So No, I didn't know what like two of them were. I didn't know what okay. X something 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 was. Okay. You don't know what it is either. Ben, Bing Bong, Barlton, Matthias, Byron, Wildman. Another banger episode of Second Floor Sports that did not follow any of our time codes or what yeah. we wanted to do anyway. We'll get uh, there. We will talk to you guys next week at some point during Thanksgiving week. Stay safe till then. Stay safe. Wow. Stay safe, I guess. <laughs> Don't get killed, folks. <laughs> See ya. Don't sleep on the street like Brian Cashman. <laughs> talk to you guys next week. <laughs>